0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم ارنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه Rabbi ishrahli sadrih, vayassirli amrih, vahlul uqdatan min Lisani yafqahu qamlih. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i by bid Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you get your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. You can also watch them, watch the recordings at the YouTube YouTube uh, channel. Uh, Reflections are uh, Inshallah, you can access the videos from the website too. So we will continue reading, reflecting upon the twelfth, uh, the twenty-second. I'm sorry, the twenty-second uh, word in this episode, and the twenty-second episode provides um, indications, demonstrations for the existence, oneness in. <clears throat> some of the attributes of god we began the treatise with a uh, story uh, in which we imagine two friends who take a bath and lose their senses in a take a bath in a pool and lose their senses and all of a sudden find themselves in a country that they did not know before this looks like a country uh, in one respect like a city in one respect like a palace Uh, one of them is intelligent and recognizes the situation and this place must have an owner and they must abide by the demands of uh, the the owner. They they should look for the owner. The other one doesn't want to do that. Uh, He is too stubborn and he wants to not submit to any regulations. So the fortunate intelligent believing friend tries to convince the stubborn friend about the existence of an owner for this place and they have a discussion and the fortunate friend says I'll provide uh, 12 demonstrations we are going through those demonstrations we are still in the story once the story is over in the second station or second section of uh, this treatise we will move on to uh, the reality of the representation that in, in this story uh, from time to time, Start Nursi gives us some side notes that point to the reality of uh, those indications. But uh, we will have a full um, full section about those realities, inshallah. So, we read through the first seven demonstrations. Now we are going to read the eighth, inshaAllah. Bismillah. <clears throat> Gal nefsim gibi kendini akıl zanneden akılsız arkadaş. Şu sarayı muhteşemin sahibini tanımak istemiyorsun. Halbuki her şey onu gösteriyor, ona işaret ediyor, ona şehadet ediyor. Bütün bu şeylerin şehadetini nasıl tekzip ediyorsun? Öyle ise bu sarayı da inkar et ve alem yok, memleket yok de ve kendin de inkar et, ortadan çık. Yahut aklını başına al, beni dinle. Come, O friend, who, like my lower soul, presumes itself intelligent, you don't want to recognize the owner of this magnificent palace. Yet everything shows him, points to him, and bears witness to him. How can you repudiate, repudiate the testimony of all of these things? In that case, if you want to repudiate all the, the, the testimony of all these things, in that case, repudiate this palace too. Say, the realm does not exist, the country does not exist, and repudiate yourself as well, and disappear. Or, if that's not your choice, come to your senses and listen to me. So, of course, this is, in one respect, an address to the lower soul, and we all have that. We all have that lower soul that presumes itself intelligent and tries to find alternatives um, this this reality is so clear, so obvious that you can turn your back onto it only by finding an alternative that may um, that that that may be conceivable, uh, that may be made to look like rational, and then because you already desire to go with that, you latch onto it. And you follow it through. But if the judgment was left to pure intellect, uncorrupted intellect, it would not be possible because there are so many indications. Right, There are so many indications uh, that point to that one owner in this co- country that you can only repudiate uh, the, the, the owner by repudiating the indicators, right? They're all pointing to a direction. Um, Like imagine you are going on a highway and you have a destination. Uh, You don't know exactly where this destination is, but let's call that destination truth. You want, you are going to truth. And then throughout the highway, every hundred feet, uh, every five feet, or one after the other, There are all these signs uh, that say truth in this direction, truth in this direction, truth in this direction. But as you go, for some reason, we are not going to deal with that now, you you don't want to follow the route that these uh, signs are pointing to. So there is only one logical um, justification you not to follow the signs and that you would say these signs don't don't exist <clears throat> or they're liars. So you have to belied them, you have to repudiate them. But there are so many of them that repudiating so many indicators sounds like, yeah, come on. If you are at that point, just repudiate yourself. You repudiate the existence of everything. Just get out of this place, right? Um, That's what we are dealing with, with here. And if that's not okay, and for anyone who has sound intellect, that should not be okay, right? If it's not okay, then come to your senses and listen to me. Oh, my lower soul. Oh, my lower soul. Come to your senses and listen to me. You have a purpose. You are, you are, um, traveling toward truth, and all the of things that are bits that are small compared to this uh, lofty purpose, right? Can wait on the side. They can wait on the side. You focus on your travel. Don't let those things dist- uh, to distract you. From following the signposts to truth. So, after this chastisement, the stubborn friend decides to listen. At least to listen. And the smart one continues to explain. İşte bak. Şu saray içinde bulunan ve memleketi ihata eden yeknesak unsurlar, madenler var. Adeta memleketten çıkan her şey o madenler, maddelerden yapılıyor. Demek o maddeler kimin mülkü ise, bütün ondan yapılan şeyler de onundur. Tarla kimin ise, mahsulatta onundur. Deniz kimin ise, içindekiler de onundur. Haşye, unsurlar, madenler ise, pek çok muntazam vazifeleri bulunan ve izni Rabbani ile her muhtacın imdadına koşan ve emri ilahi ile her bir yere giren, medet veren ve hayatın levazımatını yetiştiren ve zih hayatı emziren ve masnuat-ı ilahiyenin nesçine, nakşına, menşe ve müvellit ve beşik olan, hava su toprak unsurlarına işarettir. Here, look. There are uniform elements and minerals in this palace and encompassing this country. It is as though everything that appears in the country are made of them. That means, whosoever, whosoever those matters are, everything made of them is also his. Whosoever the field is, his is the harvest. Whosoever the sea is, his is its contents. And we have a side note here. The elements and minerals point to the elements of air, water, light, and soil, which have many orderly duties, rushing to the aid of all needy ones with the Lord's leave and with divine command entering everywhere, rendering assistance, procuring the requirements of life, suckling the living beings, and being a source, progenitor, and cradle for for the weaving of divine artifacts. So let's think about this. There are uniform elements and minerals in this palace and encompassing this country. And Ustad says that the elements and minerals point to the elements of air, water, light, and soil. Uh, now, this is uh, ancient Greek philosophy. The, the ancient philosophers identified four elements as the fundamental building blocks of everything in the material realm. Uh, sometimes the elements can change. Light, for instance, can be replaced by uh, fire. So it can be air, water, fire, and soil. Um, and of course, today we have a different understanding of this issue. We think uh, think of uh, atoms as the, fu- uh, the, the building blocks of uh, the universe. Or you can even go deeper, uh, t- uh, smaller than that, and think about subatomic particles. Uh, but atoms are... Uh, as far as far as we can follow, uh, precisely, and they are the ones who uh, present this uniform structure. So a gold atom, for instance, is a gold atom everywhere. There can be small changes, uh, but it, it it has essential properties that we can recognize as the gold atom. So the point, though, is the resali nur is not a a physics book or a biology book or a chemistry book, uh, as the Quran is not a physics, chemistry or biology or astronomy or whatever book. Uh, the point here is not to identify the elements or the fundamental building blocks of the universe. The point is, uh, we look around and we see that this universe or this country, we are still in the representative, uh, representational story, this country is made up of uniform looking elements and or minerals, uh, you know, iron or mercury or um, copper and so on and so forth. And these are everywhere. In the story, we went around the country, we saw everything, and what we recognized, noticed, is that these elements are everywhere. They're encompassing the country. There is nowhere in the country that we are observing where you cannot or you do not find these elements. And also importantly, there are so many artifacts in this country and they're all made of these elements. Um, So the conclusion Statenurcy offers from here is that that means whosoever those matters are, everything made of them is also his. Now, in order to fully grasp what he's talking about here, we need to recognize that... um, a nuance between possession and uh, ownership. Ownership is true ownership, having rights on it, absolute rights. Uh, You can uh, having the ability to, to dispose of and do so in a rightful manner. So if I say that I own this pen uh, in the true sense of the word, I would not be telling the truth because I possess this pen. If I were, if I owned it, I would need to know. I would have to, I would have to have full control over all aspects of the pen, down to the subatomic particles of the pen, and uh, I would have to be able to prevent the pen from parting me, or myself from parting the pen. So by definition, then nothing that is uh, mortal uh, or temporal can truly own anything. It is only, well, in the story, it's only this hidden hand, a hidden owner. And in reality, it's only God who owns everything in a true sense. So we went around and we recognized that everything is made of you know, these elements and to claim true ownership on anything, uh, whoever is making that claim has to have true ownership on the elements, because if the possessor—let's use the word possessor now—the possessor of those artifacts, say uh, again the pen, right? I am a pos- I am the possessor. This is an artifact, and I am the possessor of the artifact, the pen. Um, if I don't have power, control, uh, uh, disposal rights, and ability on the elements that made this. This this pen I cannot be its true owner. I can be possessing it, possessing it, which in all all that means is that it is in my hands right now. Uh, it may have been given to me in trust, uh, therefore it may be in my possession, but I cannot own it. I cannot claim ownership on it. So we go around and we see that there are these simple things, uh, a a certain number of uh, them, and. Stadnosti so he uses here the four elements, perhaps that makes it easier, simpler, because he does know about the, uh, the, the, the atoms. Uh, otherwise, he knows the names of the elements and so on and so forth. Uh, but this makes it simpler. So everything is made up of these four things. Okay, let's assume that to be the case. Everything in the country are made of these four things. Simple. Everything is, is various combinations of them right what that means is that whosoever these elements are truly whoever owns these elements right is the owner of all these other things too because whenever he wants he can he can uh, take his elements away he can uh, take them apart he can put them uh, together in other ways right so the ownership of the elements then indicates the ownership of the artifacts too uh, Whosever the field is, his is the harvest, and that's that. That's by analogy uh, from our own human laws, right? the, the field belongs to me. I, the harvest is mine. Uh, if you work on it, I may give you a a payment. I may pay you, right? But I will be paying you for uh, for your labor. I would not be paying you. I will not be giving you a share of my harvest. I can, you and I can agree to conceptualize a share of the harvest as your payment, but otherwise I can pay you out of my pocket and tell you not to touch the harvest. I have full ownership on the harvest and I can decide, decide what to do with it or about it. Whoseever the sea is, his is its contents. The same idea. Now, the elements and minerals point to the elements of air, water, light, and soil. We talked about this. <clears throat> the more important part, The part that is more important than how many elements there are out there is that we recognize that these four or 114 or however many elements have orderly duties. Whatever is happening here is happening because of the orderly ways that these elements are behaving. They are rushing to the aid of all needy ones with the Lord's leave. They are rushing to the aid of all needy ones and we talked about this in in more detail in the seventh uh, demonstration one simple example is how water right evaporates from the oceans becomes clouds and uh, travels all the way inland sometimes 200 kilometers 300 miles and rains there on the mountains and then flows through the mountains down to the plains and uh, it's it's soaked into the soil and there are those like mushroom uh fibers that soak up the water and then carry them to the tree and then through the veins of the tree, it travels all the way to the branch of the tree and there it reaches a uh, a, a flower, the petals of a flower, and the flower needs it. Subhanallah. Water traveled all that way. So we said in the previous episode that if we saw the power the agency in here in water we cannot explain it because water doesn't know the the, the flower why would it go all the way to the flower it, assume that it somehow went to the flower how does it know the needs of the flower how does it know how to function in function in the flower uh, with the understanding that it knows how to function in millions of other things too with divine command entering everywhere rendering assistance Procuring the requirements of life, suckling the living beings, suckling, giving them food, nourishing the living beings. Because at the end of the day, all uh, nourishment that comes to the living beings come from elements. Right? Even when we eat organic matter like uh, vegetables or meat and so on and so forth, when you break it down, they come. It it comes down to elements uh, that then are broken down in our uh, digestive system and we use them as elements. And being a source progenitor and cradle for the weaving of divine artifacts. <clears throat> so this simplicity, this uniformity of the, the, of the uh, raw material, the building blocks with which this universe, this country uh, in the representation is made uh, and with the understanding the true understanding of the, the concept of ownership indicates that that um, the owner of this element here uh, say in North America and the owner of that that that element say in Australia is the same. We will go into this in more detail. Is right? the same because it's behaving the same way here and behaving the same way there. And we already established in the previous episodes that it does not have its own agency. Whatever it is doing is not an inherent uh, force, inherent power that they used to call nature. <clears throat> it is from outside, and therefore, whatever it is doing here. And there, it is doing through the agency of someone outside of it. And since the someone outside of it is affecting it the same way here and there, that means there's one uh, owner, one um, agent. In this whole thing, because there are so many things that are happening all at once in so much harmony and congruence and so on and so forth that you cannot attribute uh, this to different entities. There is a single system, right? Everything put together functions as a single system, which indicates that there is a single owner of the system. Hembuck. Bu dokunan şeyler, bu nesce olunan münakkaş kumaşlar bir tek maddeden yapılıyor. O maddeyi getiren, ehzar eden ve ip haline getiren elbette bilbedahe birdir. Çünkü o, iştir, o iş iştirak kabul etmez. Öyleyse bütün nesce olunan sanatlı şeyler ona mahsustur. Also look. These woven things, these engraved fabrics that are being woven are made from a single matter. Whoever brings that matter, prepares it, and spins it into threads, is of course and evidently one person, because that work does not accept partnership. In that case, all artful things that are woven are his alone. These woven things, uh we saw this before so we know that this uh points to say leaves or uh, skin of animals or the tissues organ tissues right they're all like fabrics that are woven from um, smaller parts that are brought together to hold on to each other and constitute a, a a compact and continuous matter a single matter, so that's the analogy. The weaving is the an, an analogy to the formation of various tissues, um, <clears throat> from leaves to organs, and so on and so forth. And we look around and see that uh, they are made from a single matter. Now, once again, what that single matter is, not our concern here. Right, it may be all soil, and you know, when you think about life on Earth, especially, it's made of soil. It comes. It comes from. It is somehow related to soil and and originates in soil. Uh, it may be uh, subatomic particles, waves, for instance, that can be uh, broken down so to to to, to so. Um, such a simpler simple form that it becomes uniform at that point. And Kalam scholars uh, thought about this and they thought that there w- that would be an indivisible part, um, Wahid, like a, a single essence uh, that would that did not have, have any shape, but when they came together and put together, uh, acquired dimensions and therefore acquired shape and constituted the, the the building block the fundamental building block of everything in the universe now that sounds um a bit weird and some philosophers and kalam scholars who came after uh, those who in who came up with this idea uh challenged it but you know when we think about physics today what um with based on my um, lay understanding of the matter, right? What what the physicists uh, seem to be suggesting is that matter is condensed energy. Everything is made up of uh, fast moving waves, and that brings us down to this uh, like shapeless um, thing that exists, uh, and when they come together, amounts to what we more, uh, more ordinarily think of, uh, think of think of as uh, matter. At any rate, at any rate, these fabrics are being woven from a single matter, a single element or single composition of elements. And whoever brings that matter, prepares it and spins it into threads is of course and evidently one person uh, because the matter is same everywhere And these elements are functioning in the same way everywhere. And we know that they do not have any inherent power agency to do it. Uh, I'm I'm following the, I'm repeating the same argument here. Uh, That agency has to be coming external to them outside of, uh, outside of them. And since they are functioning in the same way everywhere, right? That agency then has to be coming from a single source. Same source. If I were to see a pen, uh, I'm going with the pen today because I had this, this pen in front of me. For those who are listening and not watching, uh, I'm holding a pen. Um, I, if if I see a pen, I see that it is gray. It has this certain round shape and uh, length. And it is uh, it has ink in it. And it has these inscriptions on it that say blah, blah, blah it's such and such brand and made here it's important to say uh, archival ink quality etc and if i see another pen that looks exactly the same and has the exact same function and has the exact same brand name on it uh, i say well this is made by the same company simple as that right this is the logic that we are following here We look and we see those elements shared by everything as though it is a mark on or in them that indicates that they belong to the same owner. Whoever brings that matter, prepares it and spins it into threads when thinking about these tissues is of course and evidently one person because that work does not accept partnership. The way the work is conducted way we observe it happening does not uh, allow the involvement of partners in that case all artful things or all artful things that are woven are his alone and and and everything is woven in a sense everything is a composite body in the universe uh, as we observe them uh, and therefore whatever those composite bodies are composed of, which takes us down to the elements, right? Whoever those elements are, right? Here are the artifacts. Whoever is preparing the threads, think of them as atoms or molecules or whatever is going to help uh, because it's the same logic that functions at various scales uh, of observation. Whoever makes them, prepares them, weaves them into threads, gives them the, the the the qualities that they have, right? His is the woven artifacts. Hem de bak, bu dokunan yapılan şeylerin her bir cinsi bütün memleketin her tarafında bulunuyor. Bütün ebnai cinsleriyle öyle intişar etmiş beraber olarak bir biri içinde bir tarzda bir anda yapılıyor, nescediliyor. Demek bir tek zatın işidir. Bir tek emirle hareket ediyor. Yoksa böyle bir anda, bir tarzda, bir keyfiyette, bir heyette ittifak ve muvaffakat muhaldir. Also look, each type of these woven and manufactured things exist everywhere in the country. They have spread around with all their fellow brothers in the same genus. They are being manufactured and woven together within one another in one fashion and at the same moment. That means this is the work of one person They are moving with one command. Otherwise, such agreement and congruence at the same moment and in one fashion and one form is inconceivable. So each of these woven and manufactured things exist everywhere in the country. And that's observed. We don't have to explain it. We have trees everywhere in the country. We have rocks everywhere in the country. We have uh, water everywhere in the country and so on and so forth. They have spread around with all their fellow brothers in the same genus. Now, genus is a um, term of logic, and it's not essential for us to understand what it means in logic here. Uh, what we should know is that, uh, say there are trees everywhere in this country. There are trees in, once again, North America. There are trees in, North Af- in Africa. There are trees in Australia, in Asia. Um, well, there aren't trees in Antarctica. Uh, and on like on the in the northern and southern uh, poles right but there are other things that uh, are spread uh, there too so the trees are spread enough for us to think of them as spread everywhere in the country Uh, water is spread enough for us to think about as spread everywhere in the country the the animal genus for instance the the uh, category of animal is spread uh, enough everywhere in the country, and so on and so forth. They have spread around with all their fellow brothers in the same genus. They are being manufactured and woven together, so there is a continuous uh, occurrence. Uh, The trees, for instance, uh, drop their leaves in the fall, and then they shoot leaves again in the spring. Or trees die, and new trees are coming. Uh, Whales reproduce so one whale dies but two babies survive and then those babies grow up and they become adults and they also reproduce and there are new babies Um, so they, they are there's a constant occurrence and when we think carefully about this we recognize that they are being made they are not just happening the whale is not just being born and somehow Growing in size, right? No, it is being made. There is, um, there is, um, there are choices that are involved in the process. Uh, one year there is more fish for the whales to eat, and the next year, for some reason, there is less fish. So somebody arranged this. Uh, somebody arranged the. Uh, the currents of the ocean and the uh, the temperature and the uh, the the food content of the parts of the ocean for the whales to be able to survive. So there are choices. There is a will. Somebody wills this. Somebody chooses and uh, decides that this is going to happen. And perhaps even more obviously, there is power. Things are happening, and things are happening as a result of things having an effect on other things. And we know uh, with our close observation that nothing that we see has any power to affect anything else or even itself. So there is power that's coming to this whole system from outside and and uh, disposing in it. Right? So they are being manufactured, there is an occurrence, and that occurrence is an occurrence with agency, and the agent is external to what is occurring, external to the occurrence. They are being manufactured and woven together within one another. So this is also interesting. They are not just like, we don't have trees here and lines there, and it's not like a zoo where you compartmentalize all the animals so that they don't mix up with each other and hurt each other, no, they're all put together, they all have this proclivity to expand and spread, but at the same time, they are all keeping one another in check, or somebody's keeping them in check, so that each one of them spreads to a certain point that is designated for it, and it stops there. So the, uh, the giant uh, plane tree grows up to, say, 30 meters, but then it stops there. It grows up to 30 meters within 100 years, and then it lives for 900 years there without growing any further. Who stopped it? Why did it stop? The human being, right? It grows up to, uh, you know, 5 foot 10, 175 centimeters or something, whatever, right? And stops there. And of course, there are exceptions to these things that are there to show us that this is being made uh, by the choice of a all-powerful uh, agent, a willing agent. And if he did not want, or if he does not want, he can will otherwise and he has the option to do otherwise as a result of which sometimes we are going to have these um, breaks from the norm and that will be a person whose hormones will be unbalanced and then we'll keep growing and we will see that Wow, that's painful, and we, you know, turn to God and say, "We are we are grateful to you that you have not, you have you have not afflicted us with this trouble." We say Alhamdulillah. Um, well, together with one within one another, right? So that could have been the case. All trees could be growing unchecked. All uh, herbs, all vines, all plants, all animals would be growing and uh, reproducing unchecked, then that would be utter chaos here. That's not the case. They are being made within one another in one fashion. So the, the sparrow, right? The sparrow in my city is similar enough to the sparrow in... Uh, the city 300 miles from uh, here for to be considered members of the same species uh, in one fashion. and at the same moment. so it's uh, one sparrow is being made here, one sparrow is made, being made 300 miles from here at the same time and they are ma- being made at the same in the same fashion. So whoever is making the sparrow in city X is seeing the sparrow in city B, and is able to use the same knowledge and same uh, power agency in city A and city B, and it's the same person. It's the same entity that's making these. That means this is the work of one person. They are moving with one command, right? Otherwise, such agreement and congruence agreement. Um, the, this, the, the sparrow in city A and the sparrow in city B are in agreement and congruence, right? The sparrow in city A is in congruence with its environment, the insects that grow there, the, uh, the seeds that grow there, the uh, uh, tree branches that uh, provide a, a, a locus, a location for uh, nesting. Uh, for the sparrow, and so on and so forth. They are in perfect harmony, perfect congruence with the needs of the sparrow, and the sparrow is in perfect harmony and congru- congruence with its environment, and so is the case for the sparrow in city B. Such agreement and congruence at the same moment and in one fashion and in one form, right, is inconceivable otherwise. What is otherwise? Unless all of this is given to one person, Right? There is one person, one entity who is in charge, and if that were not the case, such agreement and congruence at the same time and in one fashion and one form would be inconceivable. Inconceivable meaning we cannot even conceptualize it, right? We, we cannot even, uh, we, we, we can't presume it, right? We can presume it without passing any judgment. We can just I mean, yes, conceptual. We can just conceptualize the idea, but we cannot pass any judgment about that idea to uh to assume it to be likely. Like, we cannot assume its likeliness. The intellect does not allow this. Right? It's inconceivable. Öyle ise bu sanatlı şeylerin her birisi o gizli zatın bir ilannamesi hükmünde. Onu gösteriyor. Güya her bir çiçekli kumaş, her bir sanatlı makine, her bir tatlı lokma, o muciznüma zatın birer sikkesi, birer hatemi ve birer nişanı, birer turrası hükmünde lisan-ı haliyle her birisi der. Ben kimin sanatıyım? Bulunduğum sandıklar ve dükkanlar da onun mülküdür. Ve her bir nakış der. Beni kim dokuduysa, bulunduğum top da onun dokumasıdır. Her bir tatlı lokma der. Beni kim yapıyor, pişiriyorsa, bulunduğum kazan dahi onundur. Her bir makine der. Beni kim yapmışsa memlekette intişar eden bütün emsalimi de o yapıyor ve bütün memleketin her tarafında bizi yetiştiren odur. Demek memleketin maliki de odur. Öyleyse bütün bu memlekette memlekete, bu saraya malik kimse o bize malik olabilir. Mesela nasıl miriye mahsus tek bir palaska veyahut bir tek düğmeye malik olmak için onları yapan bütün fabrikalara malik olmak lazımdır ki onlara hakiki malik olsun. Yoksa O boğaz, bozukta, diye alınıp, in that case, every one of these artful things is in effect a proclamation of that hidden person. They show him. It is as though every fabric with floral prints, every artful machine, every sweet morsel is in effect a stamp, a seal, a decoration or a royal monogram of that miracle-working person. They each say with the tongue of their states Whosoever art I am, the chests and shops I am in are also his property. Every engraving says, Whoever wove me, the role I am, the, the role I am in is also woven by him. Every sweet morsel says, Whoever makes and cooks me, the cauldron I am in, is also his. Every machine says, Whoever has made me is the one who makes all my likes spread throughout the country. It is he who raises us all around the country. That means he is the owner of the country. In that case, whoever is the owner of this entire country and palace can alone be our owner. For example, in the way that to own a single cartridge belt or a button that is specific to government use, One has to own all factories that make them and thus truly own them. Otherwise they would be taken away as government property from that unruly blabbermouth and he would be punished. Okay. In that case, every one of these artful things is in effect, a proclamation of that hidden person, a proclamation that is on it, there are signs indicating his existence, his oneness, his attributes. Uh, going with the pen example, I read on the pen a brand name, say X. Okay, So this pen proclaims the existence of the X brand or the X company. If I read on two other pens a proclamation of the existence of the X company, I have more assurance. I, if I read on a hundred pens, I have even more assurance. If this is in a stationery store and I see hundred pens there and I read the same brand name X on each and every one of those pens, then I have more assurance that that X company exists. Then if I travel 500 miles to a different country and enter a stationery store there and read the same, find the same pen with the same brand name on it, then I have even more assurance that yes, this X company exists and it is able to make pens and the pens it makes function in this way and so on and so forth. Every one of these artful things is in effect a proclamation of that hidden person, right? Hidden person. There's a hidden hand functioning behind these things because the knowledge, agency, power, will, uh, seeing, hearing, control, disposal, and so on and so forth that we see existing in the system, in this country, cannot be from anything. The source agent of that the active agent and source agent of that cannot be anything that is in this country, then there is something else. We don't see it, but it exists. It's a hidden person. There's a hidden hand working behind things. They show him. It is as though every fabric with floral prints, every artful machine, every sweet morsel is in effect a stamp. A seal, a decoration, a royal monogram of that miracle-working person, and you know, in earlier uh, episodes, uh, the, in the earlier demonstrations, we saw the floral uh, fabric with floral prints, for instance, like trees, uh, the flowers on the trees, flowers, artful machine, uh, animals, human beings, sweet morsel, fruits, right? So these all have corresponding realities, and we will talk more about that later. They each say, with the tongue of states. They don't speak the way I am speaking or the way that we speak. Say when we go to a shop and we want to something, we want to buy something, and we speak to the uh, to, to the salesperson, right? With sounds that turn into utterances, uh, regula- regulated sounds that have meanings and become words. But they don't speak with words the way we do, right? But they speak, they have a tongue, they have a language, and that's the language of their states, the way they position themselves, the way they interact with other things, the way they exist, the way they uh, behave. With the tongue of their states, they say, "Whosever art I am, the chests and shops I am in are also his property. Now, we are looking at from the uh the the in a sense the other side we first looked at the elements the elements were simple so if you think of the this the the the world as a sea of elements for instance right the uniformity of the elements uh, between here and there indicates that whoever uh, owns the elements owns the things that are being made from the elements right now if you look at from the other side uh, the the the fact that each and everything that is made by these elements, by the sea of elements, right? Carries a sign, an indication, a, uh, a stamp uh, indicating the artful maker because the art on it is indicating the artful maker, right? That, that indicates that what is used to make them, where they are contained, where they grow, for instance, soil, for plants. If we, let's make some concrete so that is understood. Uh, whoever owns the, uh, the the plant, but we are talking about true ownership, right? Whoever owns the plant owns the soil on which it's growing. Whoever owns the field owns the harvest. Whoever owns the harvest owns the field. Every engraving says, whoever loves me, the role I am in is also woven by him. So engraving is in, in here, it's the uh, beautiful intricate forms, figures uh, that we see on things. We, we look uh, at a tree and it has say 50,000 uh, um, leaves. And then we take one leaf and examine it. It's like a lacework made with intricate uh, motifs, like an engraving. It's beautiful, right? Then we take another leaf and we see that it is also beautiful. It's not identical, but it's very similar. And the similarity indicates that whoever made this, made that too. And it's not coming from a machine as like copied. It's not copied in a Xerox uh, machine automatically either because although they are so similar, they are not identical. They are different. So whoever made... The second one wanted to draw that line a little bit to the left in order to uh, to to demonstrate a, a subtle difference in beauty, a subtly different uh, beauty, right? And that's the engraving uh, that we observe in the universe and leaves, flowers, uh, feathers of birds. Uh, if you look at a, a scenery, the scenery, uh, the sunset, the mountain uh, scene, etc., right? All of these are kinds of engravings, and they each say, "Whoever wove me, the role I am in—that is, all leaves or or the tree, right? All uh, bird feathers or all the birds, all um, mountains, uh, mountains or mountain scenes—they all—they all belong to one. Um, uh, they, they all belong to one role." They're all in one genus or species, and they're all, whoever owns a single one of them owns the whole roll. Every sweet morsel, every fruit, says, whoever makes and cooks me, the cauldron I am in is also his. The tree belongs to the one uh, who owns the fruit, or the fruit belongs to the one who owns the tree. Every machine says, and this is an indication for animals again, Whoever has made me is the one who makes all my likes spread throughout the country. It is he who raises us all around the country. That means he is the owner of the country. In that case, whoever is the owner of this entire country and palace can alone be our owner. There cannot be a second owner. right? Because the country is owned by him. And therefore there cannot be one owner for me, the cow here, and another owner for the elephant over there. Or one owner for the cow here and another owner for the cow there. right? Because the country is owned by him. And I am saying that I am born owned by uh, this owner. And the elephant is also saying that it is owned by the same owner. For example, now let's try to make this more understandable. In the way that to own a single cartridge belt or a button that is specific to government use, one has to own all factories that make them and thus truly, truly own them. Otherwise, they would be taken away as government property from that unruly blubber mouth, and he would be punished. Now, there's, uh, there's some, St. has skipped some uh, thoughts in the process, so it needs a little bit of explanation uh, here. So imagine that uh, a country has an army and the army has a designated shape, form, uh, type of uh, cartridge belts or buttons that that have the insignia of the army uh, on on it. Um, And the law says that this uniform can only be, I mean, these items and this uniform can only be worn by members of the army because they don't want confusion. They don't want people to pass as uh, soldiers of the army or the police force, right? You, I mean, police have badges. And if you copied those badges and went through, start to go around saying, uh, I'm a policeman and try to do things that policemen do, you would be caught and you would be punished for that, right? So the, this is a kind of a property that is identified with the army and it is only used in the army, okay. and there will be the, the production of them will be subject to permission. Therefore, it can only be produced in uh, designated and authorized factories, and therefore, uh, it's only he who owns the factory can own the cartridge belt and the button. So if assume that somebody somehow found one of these cartridge belts and came out and said I own this it's not the state it's mine right so then that would be an unruly person that person would be rebelling against the, uh, the the state that owns this army and he will be punished so the same notion here okay the um the the leaf which is an engraving this which is a woven Engraving, right, is made and can be made only in one factory because the elements that are used for it are spread all over the place and they they, they function in the same uniform manner everywhere in the country. And their agency is not from within, therefore it has to be from without. And because they function in the same way here and there, the source of that agency has to be the same. okay? And because the source of the agency is the same for this leaf and that leaf and that leaf and that leaf and for that means it is the same for all leaves. And therefore, you cannot own a single leaf unless you own the factory of leaves. Unless you own the, the cultivating field. Unless you own the sea of elements. Whoever owns, uh, the factory can own, and therefore have a true, uh, legitimate claim to the ownership of the leaf. Otherwise, if they make a claim, they will be punished. Elhasıl, nasıl bu memleketin anasırı memlekete muhit birer maddedir, onların maliki de bütün memlekete malik bir tek zat olabilir. Öyle de bütün memlekette intişar eden sanatlar birbirine benzediği ve bir tek sikke izhar ettikleri için bütün memleket yüzünde intişar eden masnular her bir şeye hükmeden tek bir zatın sanatları olduğunu gösteriyorlar. In conclusion, as the elements of this country are matters that encompass the country and their owner can only be a single person who owns the entire country, Likewise, because all arts spread throughout the country are similar to one another and demonstrate one stamp, all artifacts spread through the face of the country show that they are the art of one person who rules over every single thing. Whew. This is uh, deep and powerful. It summarizes what we have been talking about. Basically, Basically, wherever we look, we see that everything is made from a a single uh, single source of elements uh, that you can think of as like element soup everything is made from a single element soup and everything carries a form of art uh, a style of art that indicates the uh, that that, that is uh, common that is shared so the building blocks are shared and the form the style Uh, of artistry is shared everything everywhere and if these are common to everything everywhere what that means is that everything everywhere is owned made designed uh, fashioned controlled disposed by the same source by the same owner okay that is what logic dictates and that's why this is a demonstration it cannot be otherwise, right? I cannot see the brand name on each and every pen, in each and every store that I have entered, and hear reports from everybody that I have talked to that say that in all the stores that they have entered, they have the same, uh, they have seen the same uh, brand name, they have witnessed the same information, right? I cannot hear, learn. Every, all of this and still think that no, maybe this one pen is made by somebody. Else. No. If it were imitation it would show right This is also a premise that we are uh, we, we, we are <clears throat> assuming here. there is no imitation. everything is real. As the elements of this country are matters that encompass the country, and their owner can only be a single person who owns the entire country. Likewise, so this is the first argument, The the raw material, the building blocks are the same. Likewise, because all arts spread throughout the country are similar to one another and demonstrate one stamp, all artifacts spread through the face of the country show that they are the art of one person, who rules over every single thing? Nothing is left out. Nothing is left out. İşte ey arkadaş, madem şu memlekette, yani şu sarayı muhteşemde bir birlik alameti vardır, bir vahdet sikkesi var. Çünkü bir kısım şeyler bir i hatası var. Bir kısım müteaddit ise fakat birbirine benzediği ve her tarafta bulunduğu için bir vahdeti neviye gösteriyor. Vahdet ise bir vahidi gösterir. Demek ustası da, maliki de, sahibi de, de bir olmak lazım gelir. Here, oh friend. <coughs> Since there is a mark of oneness in this country. Mark of oneness, uniform, uniformity of elements and the uniformity of art. Or the uh, similarity of art. Since there is a mark of oneness in this country, that is, in this magnificent palace, then there is a stamp of unity. So this mark of oneness in the uh, uniformity, commonality of the elements, and the similarity of the arts, right, in this magnificent palace, is a stamp of unity. Whoever made it, made them, stamped each one of them, saying, I am the owner. I am the one. This is mine. For some types of things are encompassing while they are one, like elements. Uh, If you you were to go with that idea of four elements, like air, right? Uh, If you broke it down, you would see that there are differences uh, from one air molecule to another air molecule, right? But at the scale that we are looking, it's uniform. Or water, right? In the ocean everything dissolves and there is this uh, proclivity to uniformity. So it's uniform. Light spreads through and therefore there is uniformity. Some types of things are encompassing while they are one and others are in multitude that are subtle nuances, subtle changes in the art which amounts to engraving, but they demonstrate unity in species because they are alike and everywhere. So one uh, individual sparrow specimen is different from another individual sparrow specimen, but we see enough commonality in their form, in their fashioning, in the way they behave, and so on and so forth. All of that let's call all of that the artistry of the sparrow, right? Enough commonality that we identify them as members of the same species. They are alike and everywhere. So because of the uniformity of some elements, the encompassing, encompassment of some of the elements, and because of the similarity between uh, members of different species, and then ultimately between, between Uh, between species, right? Because then those species come together and constitute another species under another uh, category, under another genus. So, sparrow is one species with regard to birds, but birds is a species with regard to animals. And animals is a species with regard to living beings. And living beings is a species with regard to matter and so on and so forth. But they demonstrate a unity in species because they are alike and everywhere. So there's the stamp of unity. We see it. Unity shows he who is one. The unity that we observe in the country, we are still in the representational story, right? The the unity we observe in this country shows the one who caused this unity, i.e. the one. That means their master maker, their master maker, their owner, their possessor, so owner and possessor. and artful maker must all be the same one. The source of their making, the one who owns them as property, the one who is disposing them right now, and the one who is the source of the artistry in them, is the same. It is one. There cannot be more than one because there is unity here. Unity indicates unity. Unity indicates oneness. Harmony indicates, if you go to our example from earlier episodes, the harmony of the music that the orchestra is playing, the harmony of the symphony that the orchestra is playing indicates the oneness of the composer or and oneness of the conductor right Where there is unity there is there is unity in the source bununla beraber sen buna dikkat et ki bir perdeyi gaybdan kalınca bir ip çıkıyor bak sonra binler ipler ondan uzanmış her bir ipin başına bak birer elmas birer nişan birer ihsan birer hediye takılmış herkese göre birer hediye veriyor Acaba bilir misin ki böyle garip bir gayb perdesinden böyle aciyip ihsanatı, hedayayı şu mahluklara uzatan zatı tanımamak, ona teşekkür etmemek ne kadar divanece bir harekettir. Çünkü onu tanımazsan bilmecburiye diyeceksin ki bu ipler uçlarındaki elmasları, sair hediyeleri kendileri yapıyorlar, veriyorlar. O vakit her ipe bir padişahlık manasını vermek lazım gelir. Halbuki gözümüzün önünde bir desti gaybi o ipleri dahi yapıp o hedâyayı onlara takıyor. Demek bütün bu sarayda her şey kendi nefsinden ziyade o muciz nümazatı gösteriyor. Onu tanımazsan bütün bu şeyleri inkar etmekle hayvandan yüz derece aşağı düşeceksin. Together with this, pay attention to this that a quite thick rope comes out of the veil of the unseen. Now this quite thick rope uh, will point to uh, trees. uh, There's a side note here. Together with this, pay attention to this, that a quite thick rope comes out of the veil of the unseen. Look, thousands of strings extend from it. Look at the tips of the strings, a diamond, a decoration, bestowal or gift is attached to each. To everything, it gives a gift suitable for it, for that thing. Wonder if you know what an act of lunacy it is. Wonder if you know what an act of lunacy it is to not recognize and thank the person who stretches out such amazing bestowals and gifts to these creatures from behind such a marvelous veil of the unseen. For if you do not recognize him, you will be obliged to say, these strings themselves make the diamonds and other gifts on their tips and give them. Then it will be required to consider each string a king. Whereas before our eyes, that unseen hand is making those strings too and attaching those gifts to them. That means everything in this palace shows that miracle working shows that miracle working person and if you do not recognize him, you will fall a hundred degrees beneath animals by denying all these things. Now the side note. Kalınca bir ip meyvedar ağaca, binler ipler ise dallarına ve ipler başındaki elmas, nişan, ihsan, hediyeler ise çiçeklerin aksamına ve meyvelerinin envahına işarettir. The quite thick rope points to a fruit-bearing tree while the thousands of strings point to its branches and the diamond decoration bestowed and gifts on the tips of the strings point to various kinds of flowers and species of fruits. Now, after, uh, that lengthy, uh, argument Ustad Nursi is providing us with one last, uh, concrete, uh, example, and that is the example of a tree. Uh, now as a side note, Nursi is not sitting in his room closing in his eyes and thinking about okay what example can I can I find for you know for my audience uh, that's going to help them understand this that's not the case he goes out he walks uh, over the hills and he sees the trees and we, when he sees the trees he sees this, uh, the, the the reality of the meaning of what is articulated here on the tree and then he says okay let me let me try to express uh what i have seen here so this is not theoretical contemplation this is reflection on god's creation together with and, and we should also try to do that we should you know try to find a tree and look and try to see the reality on the tree Together with this, pay attention to this, that a quite thick rope comes out of the veil of the unseen. So it's a tree coming out of the veil of the unseen. So what is unseen? Unseen is we don't see the, the, the, the power, the will, the knowledge that is needed for the, the, the, the source of life, that is needed for this tree to exist and to function in the way that it is functioning. It is coming out of the soil. It's coming out of the ground. Right, And we look at the ground, we look at the soil, and we don't see anything beyond, behind it. Right, So what that means is that that soil is a veil before the unseen. If, you could, if our inner sight could pierce through the, uh, the, the, the dense material, substantive soil behind it, we would start to sense, perceive the unseen. Look, thousands of strings extend from it. Look at the tips of the strings, a diamond, decoration, bestowal, or gift, a flower, a berry, a fruit, um, a nut, right, is attached to each, to everything, it gives a gift suitable for it, right, so there are thousands of trees, uh, thousands of species of trees, thousands of uh, different kinds of fruits flowers berries nuts being produced the squirrel needs the acorn and squirrel you know uh, there's a tree that stretches out its strings, stretches out its hand with the acorn uh, to the squirrel right the monkey needs the banana there is a plant that stretches out its hand with the banana to the to the monkey it gives us gives suitable for it now Observe this, try to see the reality of this, and after you see the reality of it, now I wonder if you know what a, an act of lunacy it is to not recognize and thank the person who stitches out such amazing bestows and gifts to these creatures from behind such a marvelous veil of the unseen. Because if you do not recognize him, you will be obliged to say, these strings themselves make the diamonds. The branch of the tree makes the acorn. The... The, the t- tiny feeble um, the stem of the vine makes the grape. That's inconceivable. Then it will be required to consider each string a king. A king who has command over everything that the branch needs in order to make the acorn. Because the branch... Does not have the sun, the, the light, doesn't have the carbon, doesn't have the nitrogen, doesn't have the water, doesn't have this, doesn't have that, doesn't have this thing. It doesn't have any of those hundreds of things that it needs in order to produce the acorn. Then, but it is going and taking them as though they're under its its their its property, right? Then it needs to be a king over all of these things, and all of these things in turn need. Hundreds of other things, then they have to be a king on all of those things. And they, in a circular fashion, come back and they own all, you know, some of them, all their uh, existence in appearance on the face of it to the acorn. So everything has to be a king over everything else. And what is that? Chaos. Whereas before our eyes, that unseen hand is making those strings too. Now, this is the other thing. Say you explain the acorn by by attributing it to the branch. What are you going to attribute the branch to? The branch itself is being made. The tree, then what are you going to attribute the tree to? The tree itself is being made. The soil, the soil itself is being made. Unseen hand is making those strings too and attaching those gifts to them. That means everything in this palace shows that miracle working person. They... They point to, they show that miracle-working person by their uh, fuck or by their uh, poverty, impotence, by the disproportionality between what appears on them and with their apparent obvious uh, lack of power, right? The quite thick rope points to a fruit-bearing tree while the thousands of strings point to its branches and the diamond decoration bestowed and gives on the tips of the strings point to various kinds of flowers and species of fruits. The branches of none of these flowers, the branches of none of these fruits have the ability to produce any of those flowers or fruits. And with their inability to do so and simultaneous uh, act of doing so, They point to an external agency, an agency from without. And if you do not recognize him, you will fall at 100 100 degrees beneath animals by denying all these things. The branch is not only producing acorn. By producing the acorn, it is giving a message. There is a proclamation that it is reading. And by denying the king, you will be denying each and every uh, branch of tree, each and every ant, insect, each and every animal, each and every element, each and every star, each and every planet that are all proclaiming that he is one. You'll be repudiating them, you will be belying them, you will be insulting them, they will be offended. And they will go to the king and ask for compensation. May God protect us from that. Can you imagine having to compensate each and everything in existence, in the creation, by denying their rights to them? And the reality of those things in the creation... Are the divine names and attributes, the divine names and attributes, in turn, will be complaining about you. They will demand compensation too. How are you going to pay? Denial is a tremendous thing. Denial is a tremendous thing. May God protect us from it. Subhanaka la ilma lana alamtana innaka antal alimul hakim. فآخر الدعاء من الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة الصلاة اللهم صل على سيدنا